podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to Across the Pond MLB Podcast, part of the Across the Pond Sports Network. Don't forget to check us out on social media and our website, atpsports.net. Now over to your hosts of Across the Pond MLB Podcast, Ellie Whittington and Tyler Small. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Across the Pond's MLB Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Small, and should I say now, co-host, because we've been dabbling around the fact a little bit. This is our third week in a row now with Ellie Whittington joining me. And now with the postseason in full swing, game 162 is behind us as of yesterday. I need my partner in crime right now to help me recap this whole season and what is coming up. So, Ellie, before we get into the baseball, why don't you welcome yourself on now that you are a official co-host? It's so exciting. Thank you so much, Tyler. I feel like you've officially clinched me as your co-host. So <laughs> as we're celebrating lots of things in the postseason, I think that this is worthy of celebration this well so if we had champagne we could pop some champagne and have our own celebration but I'm really excited to be here and to join on as the official co-host and to be able to talk baseball with you every week um, it's been fun so far so just to give a little bit of a background about me obviously if you've been listening for a while you've heard my voice and kind of heard my takes and always appreciate you listening and commenting and following along with us um, I have been a baseball fan for quite a while now Growing up, I really started following when I was in middle school. I grew up in North Carolina, grew up a Braves fan, being our closest team. And then in middle school was the A-Rod Derek Jeter prime time. My mom took me to New York City for my 10th birthday, and I always loved New York. And then I made this connection between loving New York City, and then they had these really good players on this team in the Bronx. And I started following the Yankees. So full transparency, I became a Yankees fan. Um, quite a few years ago, it feels like now, and then they won the World Series in 09. And so then I was all in on the New York Yankees and started really following baseball through high school, pulling for the Yankees, also learning the game and learning more about it. So I went to college knowing I wanted to study sports broadcasting, did that, um, went to Elon University as I'm wearing my Elon sweatshirt today, actually, and studied journalism. And during that time, I did a semester in New York City where I interned with Major League Baseball in the social media department. A few years later, I did a lot of reporting and things in school, did a sports debate show, became the host, co-host of the sports debate show similar to First Take. And then I went to work for the New York Yankees in Tales, which is being a Yankees fan. Obviously, that was a dream come true. Definitely learned more about the business side. I have a master's degree in sport management. And I have worked this past summer, year, season, whatever for the Durham Bulls, the minor league affiliate for the Tampa Bay Rays. And so now, oddly enough, I feel very much all in on the Rays because I love working for the team and working with these players. So just to give a little bit of my bias, there you go. And so going into this postseason, I am very pro um, Yankees and very pro Tampa Bay Rays, and I'm happy with either team winning. Um, that's a short synopsis. I worked at the Olympics this summer, so got to cover baseball there as well. And obviously just love the game and I'm excited to be here. So if you ever have any questions about what I've done, I would love to talk more about it. But the most important thing is, is it is October and it is baseball postseason. You could have said it any better. We will definitely get a proper 
you know, get to know you, talk about some of the favorite baseball movies, moments of all time. That'll be some good off-season fodder for when we don't have topics to talk about. But for now, we got baseball in front of us. One thing I will say about your little backstory in the game is you start with the Braves, then you go to the Yankees, and then the Rays, three playoff teams. You kind of had a stacked lineup growing up, and they're looking pretty good right now. So we will get into some of that, but the one team that we will focus on, we'll give a brief little synopsis of what did happen. We had some crazy stakes for game 162. There was a chance that after this whole crazy long season, 161 games in, that there may be a four-way tie for two spots in the playoffs. Unfortunately, that didn't happen for all the chaos fans out there. The Yankees were able to win their game against the Rays one to nothing on a walk-off, Aaron Judge's first career walk-off, actually. So he brings it home for them. The Red Sox wind up taking care of business, sweeping the Nationals and coming back in their game because they were trailing for a little bit. And it leaves the Blue Jays and the Mariners as the lone parties out. And we're going to talk about these two teams, obviously, in their matchup alongside the Cardinals and Dodgers out in the National League in just a moment. But to first begin, I feel like we have to shout out what the Blue Jays and Mariners were able to do. Two teams that are on the upswing of their potential, the Mariners especially. I mean, they look like they took a massive step. Nobody really expected this type of production. And they were especially fun to watch. I don't know if you got to catch any of those games, the sellouts that they had this past week, the leave signs, the emotional goodbye to Kyle Seeger. The one point before I get like your opinion on this, I just have to shout out this Mariners team. August 1st, 56 and 50. They were still that 500 team staying in it. And then they finish the year 90 and 72. They go 34 and 22 over the end of the year with a ton of youth that are just winning games that they really shouldn't have been. I mean, they were unbelievable. The Blue Jays as well. They're going to be a future. Just what, what were your opinions on this final four teams kind of fighting for it? And just what, what are your thoughts overall? I think in all in all of sports, excuse me, we love this final push, this race, this neck and neck, who is going to win. And I think that really baseball brought that this year. And it was really good for the sport. It was really good for the game. And it was just fun for us as fans. And so, like you said, a huge shout out to the Blue Jays and the Mariners for the season that they had. I can't imagine being on that side of it where you're so close, so close. And going back to what I've said before, it's a long season, but these games, even at the beginning of the year, they really matter when it comes down to a record this time of year. And so every game matters. Every month matters. Every week matters. And especially it's not just like coming down to the line in October. So with that being said, Mariners, very emotional. I think they did a great job covering the team. I don't watch a lot of West Coast baseball, just considering the time, but great year for both teams um obviously watched the blue jays play quite a bit and what a sad feeling to know that you were in second place but our two teams tied for first so <laughs> shout out to them and i think that we'll see both of these teams back doing pretty well next year i can kind of second that i think that of these four teams really in it and this is going to show i'm sometimes very pessimistic about my yankees especially this year but the kind of the bigger factor is that the Red Sox is, are kind of in the same boat where they did not have nearly as lofty of expectations as the Yankees did. And they just straight up underperformed. I don't, I don't think if they were at full potential, they would have been able to catch the Rays because they are such a unit to be reckoned with this year. But 
this is the only team really with those lofty expectations. The Red Sox can kind of just play spoiler alongside prolonging their season. And it's going to be a very interesting matchup. The pitching matchup is going to be Nathan Avaldi. This is in Boston, by the way. I should have started with that. They had the tiebreaker, even though they finished with the same record. It'll be Nathan Avaldi getting the pill at home against Garrett Cole, ace against ace, Chris Sale. Fighting for it, Alex Cora said no for pitching in any role tomorrow, which we'll see how much that actually holds up. But these are two pitchers that, although both having very solid seasons, are coming into it stumbling as of late. Garrett Cole in his last three starts has not been the same ever since he came out early from tweaking his hamstring. He looks back to form, but he hasn't really showed the numbers that he had throughout most of his Cy Young campaign. And on the other side, Nathan Avaldi has been strong as of late his only blimp coming two weeks ago against the Yankees where his final line read two and two thirds innings pitched seven earned runs and the biggest factor I saw from that is there had to be a tip that was given away because they did not swing and miss at a single one of his breaking balls even though his breaking ball has really good whiff rates so I think the pitching matchup is going to be interesting on its own Ellie, I, we talked about it at nausea in the last couple of weeks. It's impossible to predict these wild card games because they do just come down to one game. But if we're looking just at the pitching staff, both these starters and the bullpens behind them. Who do you think kind of has the advantage? A lot to be said here. First of all, I want to mention that of recent, the Yankees swept the Red Sox. And so I think that the Red Sox are coming back for blood because what an embarrassment for them, right, to lose. Great point. And... So I think that that's something to be to, to really hone in on as well as them playing in Boston. And I am a firm believer in home field advantage and what that means. And so I think that that will play a big part. I was actually at the Nationals Red Sox game yesterday and I just happened to be in DC, got tickets. Of course, I'm going to the game if someone's offering free tickets. And I was sitting in this pool of Red Sox fans because obviously the Nationals really didn't have much to play for other than finishing on a strong note. They have some guys retiring, but the Red Sox knew that they needed to win and their fans were there and they were following them. And when they were behind trailing most of the game, when they got the lead from a home run, um, shortly after the whole section around me, they start cheering Yankees suck. <laughs> and 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 I'm laughing because it's like the Yankees aren't even here. But my friend made a joke that the Yankees live rent free in Red Sox fans' brains. And I think that's very true, is that they knew even yesterday what that win meant for both teams. And obviously the scores in the stadium are coming up and everyone's talking about it stayed zero to zero in the Tampa Bay Rays, New York Yankees game for most of the game. So everyone's eyes were very much on the other teams and what was happening. And so that being said, that's a lot of backstory for tomorrow. But I think those are all things that need to be noted as far as where they're playing and kind of what they've, the history that they've had of recent. And so um, when it comes to the bullpen, I think that you're right in both of these being strong starters. I question the guys behind them. Um, what is the strength of the bullpen? And I think that it's going to be a bigger question of who comes in after, who is the closer than it is the starting ace, because I think that they're both strong, but I, I worry that this is going to be a no, another close matchup, and then it's going to come down to the end and who can actually get the job done. Yeah, I mean, you're 100% right. If you're really looking at it just on paper, the Yankees obviously have a better 
bullpen of the two because I think everyone would agree that the Red Sox biggest weakness is their bullpen. I mean, <laughs> on fan graphs, it was kind of going around today that they have four listed closers. And that's not necessarily because they have that many sure-handed guys. It's just because that position's been up for grabs. I mean, Matt Barnes finished with 24 saves, but he blew nearly half of those chances as well. Adam Adovino's gotten that. Hansel Robles is back. Garrett Richards has gotten some work. Garrett Whitlock is coming back. He's one of their better options in the bullpen. But overall, besides Tanner Houck, there's really been a lot of struggle back there. For the Yankees, on the other hand, obviously, their high leverage guys have been exactly that. And this is kind of the healthiest they've been as a bullpen ever since because now they've got Luis Severino, who's kind of taking off in those roles. Michael King's been a good stretch guy. And then on top of that, I mean, Loisica, Chad Green, um, Chapman, obviously, like players like that, obviously, who have been so big for them in the playoffs of years past and now this year, especially. But we'll see how burnt out they are. But if it comes down to that, I think the Yankees feel very confident and could potentially pull the plug quicker than the Red Sox may, depending on who's coming in relief. But I don't have that same confidence for the Yankees when it comes to their lineup. Now, both teams did suffer a little bit of injuries in these final games you saw in game 162 in Washington, JD Martinez tweaks his ankle a little bit. Thanks to the national league rules. And on the other hand, Gio Urshela makes one of the most unbelievable plays I've ever seen, but his mobility is now in question because of a hip um, contusion. So now if we just look at the offenses, just real quick, how do you feel that those differences come with the injuries and just overall, who do you still think has the deeper lineup? Great question. They've both been playing decently well. I think that they're obviously strong enough teams to make it this far. It's so hard to tell. I go back to them playing in Boston and that being a huge factor. And I've already told you today that <laughs> I do have this little Yankees bias going on. So of course I, I hope differently, but that is what concerns me the most is where they're playing. And yes, I think when it comes time for postseason, I think that injuries are less talked about because I think that guys push through and that I think that that will happen tomorrow. Yeah. I think so as well. I mean, that, that was just kind of going off the injuries of 162. The Yankees are also without now Luke Voigt, who is just done for the playoffs, which is unfortunate, but he was a bench piece for them ever since getting Rizzo. And DJ right. Mayhew, who I think a lot of Yankees fans just from watching just assumed he was dealing with something all year because he just hasn't been his true self, but he will be out for at least tomorrow's game, put on the 10-day mm -hmm. IL, so we'll see how that matters in the ALDS if they get there. So. Mm -hmm. Just to wrap it up, because we could talk about this all day. I know, I know it's impossible to predict these things, but we got to do it. That's what podcasts are for. What's your prediction for this game? I'm going with the Yankees. Yeah. Do you have a score or? 3-1. 3-1. -1. Okay. Okay. 3-1 Yankees. I think the Yankees will as well. I think they get it done. I think, like you said, I, that was a great point you brought up about the stadium itself. Playing in Fenway, you can look back to these games now as they finished with the same record, Yankees punted on a lot of games. They could have very well been hosting this at home. Instead, they go to the uh, ballpark with the third biggest park factor for hitters just behind Coors Field and Great American Ballpark out in Cincinnati. So I think it'll be a little bit higher scoring. I think it'll be in the six to four range. It's always going to be too close for comfort, but I do think the Yankees put it away and will face off against your Tampa Bay Rays, which that will kind of split your heart a little bit there, right? 
Very much so. I candidly will be so happy with whoever wins that. I would love to see the Yankees play in Tampa, um, but we'll be very, very thrilled for either team. And I would love to see either one of those get it done this year. So obviously after this wild card, I am cheering for either one of those going forth. Good boat to be in. So we'll flip over now to the National League. You criticized me a little bit last week because I was just assuming the Dodgers would be in it. <laughs> you made it very close, <laughs> tying in record with one game remaining, but the Giants get it done. They go pole to pole practically, only giving up the lead in the division one day. They win it. They deserve it. Their best record in franchise history, 107 wins. The Dodgers, 106 wins, become the best team to ever be in a wild card game since that started. And they're going to be faced off against the St. Louis Cardinals, who are potentially one of the hottest teams in baseball. It's another crazy aspect to it. We've talked ad nauseum about the St. Louis Cardinals and their illustrious recent history. Mm-hmm. Be a veteran that's been doing it forever. Adam Wainwright, the 40-year-old, gets to start against Max Scherzer, who we've talked about him potentially getting in the Cy Young conversation before. He's had a rough couple of starts. Same question. I'll go back to that AL wildcard game. Who do you like in the pitching staffs in this one? I will tell you, being at Nats Park yesterday just broke my heart. Max Scherzer is everywhere. His face is in the outfield. It's on every promotional 2021. And it's crazy to me to think, wow, he's hot for another team in the same year. And to Trey Turner, I think, you know, he broke a record today playing for two teams and winning a record, excuse me, when teams and that's incredible Mm -hmm. and so with the pitching matchup in this one both incredible guys I think that Max Scherzer will get it done I'm very confident in that that the Dodgers just have the lineup that they need and that they have the pitching I think that the Cardinals have had a good run and obviously their winning streak was phenomenal and what they've done in the past few weeks is great but I'm going with the Dodgers on this one I think you're right. I think that this is going to be a low scoring game, but I think just in terms of the bullpen, the Cardinals kind of need Adam Wainwright to go deeper than they need Max Scherzer to, because this team is so deep. They have Julio Urias, who was a starter all year. He can go right back to that role that he was in 2020, just pitching literally whenever needed and pitching well. They have the whole back end of the bullpen with Blake trying in. They have Kenley Jansen, who has kind of quietly figured things out where you look at, Alex Reyes, on the other hand, for the Cardinals, who has one of the highest whips as a closer in baseball. They've got Giovanni Gallegos. Jack Flaherty may come out. They kind of are just going to be scrapping it together, and they're able to do it throughout their win streak, but that fortune kind of came to an end before they came into the playoffs. So I think you're right. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, though. I think it'll be a very evenly matched-up game, but – Similar thing, another injury we saw in game 162, potentially the biggest one, Max Muncy goes down with that arm injury. He looks like he is a definite no-go for this game and the next round if they move on. And that's a massive blow because that is going to bring Cody Bellinger over to first. They're going to go to their B lineup in the outfield, obviously, because the only thing Cody Bellinger has been supplying so far is defense. He's been without his bat so far this year. I think that is a massive blow and – it, now, it may not impact them in this game necessarily, but could be a huge factor down the road. How much do you think that the Dodgers are kind of, if lack of a better term, screwed without them? Mm-hmm. I think that this isn't the Dodgers team that we, we saw last year. 
Um, they have some great additions, as I just mentioned, but also with injuries and just Cody Bellinger's year and some of these guys have really pulled forth for them before and they're not, they don't have that right now. So, and I will say this on both sides of the wild card. I think that out of these four teams, I doubt that any of them are strong enough to really go much further. And I hate to mm. say that. Um, I think the Dodgers Giants line, excuse me, the Dodgers Giants matchup would be a really interesting one. Um, and I think, but out of that, I, I really don't know um, how strong either of these four teams are to really supply what they need to make it far into the postseason. You've been listening to Across the Pond MLB podcast. Please follow, rate, and review our podcast and check out atpsports.net to see the guests we have coming up and keep checking back to listen to our latest episodes. That I really agree with you, actually, but the only thing I'll kind of ask you off of that is of the four teams, which do you think has the best shot? I mean, you mentioned the Yankees when – actually, let me correct that. First, who do you think will win out of this matchup? Then we'll see who has the deeper chance. <laughs> yes, I think the Dodgers will win. Okay, me too. So now prefacing with that Yankees-Dodgers, I think I know the answer here, but of those two teams, who do you think has the better chance to go have a deep run? That's so hard because having so much faith in the Yankees and wanting them to do so well, I've said from the beginning of the season that I, I didn't think that this was a World Series Yankees year. I would love if they surprised me. That would be great. Um, I also don't think that this is a Dodgers World Series year. It would all be very surprising as well. Um, out of the two, I think, oh, that's a good question, Tyler. You've really put the heat on me tonight. <laughs> what I traveled all day. <laughs> it's like late. And I'm like, oh, my. <laughs> by the way, guys, we're recording on a Monday night. And I'm like, I feel brain dead. So half the stuff I'm saying, I'm like, oh, my gosh. And Tyler is throwing these literal fastballs at me. <laughs> Just so you know, we did not prep. And I did not come up with these answers before, if you can see right now. And so I am going to go with, like, drum roll. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with the Yankees. I think that if either team, no, 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 no. Yeah. I, take it back. <laughs> I take it back. I'm going with the Dodgers. Yeah. The, the, the Rays will beat the Yankees. Uh, I'm going with the Dodgers. They'll make it farther if either team were to. You, yeah, my hopes up for a second, but I agree. I mean, the Dodgers, the Dodgers in Vegas are still the favorites to win the world series and they have to go to the wild card. I mean, this team is still, so great on paper obviously it's just crazy not to but then again you're right they have to play that extra game they go in short-handed short-rested in the first round against the best team of baseball if they do win against the cardinals which is still a coin toss another team where the cardinals they didn't expect to be here either and they are just mm -hmm. obviously happy to be a part of it for one but they kind of are just playing with house money similar that the red sox are if they win here it kind of doesn't change their outlook so Dodgers, all the pressure on them. Very interesting. I'm sorry. I've been grilling you because I'm just, I need guidance. Here I love it. To go through with it. So I'll let you bring back the favor if you have any other topics you want to go over before, but I think we are kind of set for a crazy next week. Yeah, it's, it's so exciting. And I think just every game, not to pound the wild card thing anymore, but one game, and so much could happen. I'm so excited for tomorrow night. And I, I don't know if you know the stat, Tyler, I didn't look it up before, but do you know how many wildcard teams have actually made it to the World Series? 
I don't know the total. The last would obviously be the Nationals that made it. And then... It's very few. I want to say to oh, our man. listeners, if someone has has this, I'm, I'm going to look it up afterwards, but I know it's, yeah. it's a very small number. So just to say that, that this wild card game does mean a lot, but at the same time, I know that it's a very few that have actually won the wild card and won the World Series. The 2017 Astros, were they a wild card team? I'm not sure. They No, I believe 2016 they might have been. And then 17. 15 they were. I do know that. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, yeah, to, yeah, to, yeah, to right. be said, it's, pay attention. But it's exciting. It's so exciting. And, and thanks. And I can't wait for this next week. And it feels so long. I can't believe we have to wait a whole week. So much is going to happen before we talk again. I know. We'll have to see. Because obviously, as soon as that is over, the ALDS and NLDS will happen. I believe we'll be able to record right in the midst of them. So hopefully, most likely, some of these series will be over. Some will go into game four and five, and then we'll have the championship series to look forward to. It's going to come at you quick. Make sure to follow along, obviously, because we'll have a lot of great conversations about her over. But this was just to throw it together before this wild card because you're right. Obviously, not a ton of teams that make it out of the wild card. They have a tough journey front of them all road games practically a road series i should say trying to get to the promised land so crazier things have happened however so we will see but we will be getting back to you soon but we just had to get something out before the wild card (laughs) yeah sounds great thank you all for listening tyler take it away yeah well that's gonna do it so once again thank you ellie for joining on and joining us as a co-host this year we're excited to talk the rest of these playoffs and then the post or off season, I should say alongside you. But for now, thank you all for listening to across the ponds, MLB podcast, make sure to like, and subscribe and also follow us on our social media platforms for all the other shows that we provide and all other information on this show right here. And make sure to watch out for Tuesday and Wednesday for these wildcard games. It should be a lot of fun. Sports Social Podcast Network.